0: If you ever get a, a chance to go visit the Holy Land, to go to Israel on a pilgrimage, or, or even just to travel there, I highly recommend it. Especially you can do as part of a, a planned pilgrimage to kind of get with guides and tour bus the whole works. Because you'll get to see so much of where our Lord walked. And so much of where he taught. Where he was. And you'll be able to walk on the, la- the same land that he walked on. It's an incredible experience. I highly recommend it. And when you go on these tours, you most likely will go to the Mount of Beatitudes, which is a, by our standards, a rather large hill. It's really not a mountain when you compare it to the Rocky Mountains or something like that. It's a, but it's a fairly good-sized hill, and it's a beautiful spot. You're right on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, which is a large lake, a very good-sized lake, but it's still just a lake. It's not an ocean or something like that. But it's on this, the shore of this beautiful lake And you're up on top of this hill. And it is believed to be the spot where he taught these beatitudes, these teachings that we heard today in the gospel. And the reason why it's it's thought that this is where it happened is because the hill has kind of a natural amphitheater. It's got kind of a cutout, a drainage on the side of it, a valley, if you will, where you can stand at the top of the hill, the top of this drainage, this valley, and teach and talk, and people could be sitting on the, the hillside there in the valley, listening, and be able to hear you without modern amplification. Because, of course, our Lord did not have a portable PA system to take with him everywhere he went. So he, he, he knew how, of course, sound traveled. he's God, and he would use the resources available to him, such as going out on the water. You you see the passages where it says he put out in a boat and taught. It wasn't just because he was afraid of the people pushing him into the water because they were crowding around him. It's because he knew sound traveled across water. And of course, if, if you've been out in a boat on the lake, you know what that sounds like, how sound just travels so easily across water. Well, the same with this amphitheater. He knew that this was a location where his voice could carry so much easier without the use of some sort of relay system, you know, people relaying what he is saying, because that was what you had to do when you didn't have modern PA systems. And in this case, at this Mount of the Beatitudes, he gave what is one of the most popular and beloved teachings, and one of the most beautiful teachings of our Lord. He gave us a message of hope. These Beatitudes that we see, whether here or the version that's in Luke, which I, I believe is he gave the same teaching but in a different location, so it's a little bit different. But it's the same message. They're a message of hope. Blessed are you when. Blessed are those who. You know, hope for those who are meek, who are downtrodden, who are sorrowing, who are mourning, who are in difficulty. It's a message of hope. Those who are suffering will be comforted by our Lord. They will receive the grace and the peace of God. That while we're in the midst of our suffering, in the midst of our sorrow, we will receive God's grace, we will receive his peace. And that this suffering that we have is redemptive. We can, as the old saying goes, offer up our suffering. We can give our suffering over to God and join it to our Lord's suffering on the cross for our salvation and for the salvation of the world. Think about that. When we're in the midst of this suffering, this pain, this sorrow, this difficulty of life, we can join that to our Lord's suffering for the sake of our family, for the sake of our neighbors, for the sake of the world. You know, that's, I love the, the prayer of the divine mercy how we offer for the whole world. For our sins and the sins of the whole world. We can offer our suffering in union with his. And if we are faithful through our suffering, during our suffering, that time when we might be so willing to give up, if we are faithful, if we keep this hope that we will be blessed, we will enter the kingdom of God. That through our suffering, we can follow our Lord to the kingdom of God. That is such a great message of hope. That is such a great message. Now, it's not a a, a false hope. It's not a, you know, just keep your chin up. You know, the British keep a stiff upper lip. Or, you know, Monty Pythons always look on the bright side of life. You know, that's not the kind of hope we're talking about. We're not talking about a false hope. We know that the difficulties of life will continue to be painful even as we are being blessed by God with his grace and his peace. We will still have to suffer. But these blessings that God gives us is the strength that we need to endure through those sufferings, through that pain, through that sorrow, through that difficulty, and so that we aren't tempted to just give up or give in. You know, give up and and just say, well, I'm just going to have to live with this and resign ourselves to that pain and sorrow to give in and be silenced by those who are attacking us, belittling us, hurting us. It gives us the grace to overcome that. But, you know, it is difficult. It is difficult to be facing these these sufferings because the Beatitudes are also a call to humility. To humility in our lives. You look at what... uh, St. Paul said, consider your own calling, brothers and sisters. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. We are not the ones that the, whole, the world holds up as the powerful, the rich. We're not the celebrities. We're not the politicians. We're not the ones with, with millions of dollars and trillions of dollars in our bank account. That's not us. We are called to recognize that if we are being facing suffering, if we are facing difficulties, if we are being beaten down, we need to have the humility to accept that. Because the grace and the peace that we receive from God is his gift, as St. Paul said, that no human being might boast before God. Whoever boasts should boast in the Lord. That at those times of suffering, we need to give thanks to God for those gifts, and we need to be willing to boast in those, uh, of those gifts that God has given us and recognize that they are gifts from God. And this is, again, you're in the midst of suffering, you're in the midst of sorrow, you're in the midst of being belittled and treated poorly. It's hard to say, but I also need to have the humility to accept it. But we need to receive those gifts from God in gratitude that will help us get through that suffering and that difficulty. Now when we look at the Beatitudes, of course it's easy to see you, blessed are those who. It's easy to see that. But there's a converse, an opposite side of that coin. There's an inverse to that coin of the Beatitudes. And that's more clearly spelled out in Luke's version, the Gospel of Luke's version of the Beatitudes. Where after you have the blessed are you who, or blessed are those who, you have the woe to you that... You have the wolves. You have those who persecute, those who attack. It's, they're, they're being told, you'll be cursed. Woe to you. You're not blessed, you're cursed for it. And we see it in this beatitude as well, in Matthew's version. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. Now, it's not explicit, but it is very implicit in that if you're being blessed because you're being persecuted, you're being attacked, what do you think is going to happen to those who attack you, who persecute you? They're not going to be blessed. They're going to lose the kingdom of heaven, they're going to be cursed for that. So it's it's the opposite side of that coin. St. Luke's is much more clear but it's very much in this as well that it is condemnation who are against those who are self-righteous, who who persecute, who attack who hurt you. And And this shows us that the Beatitudes are a promise of divine justice. That justice will come to those who hurt you, who attack you. And that we will receive the divine justice of the kingdom of heaven. If we are hurt, sorrowing, in pain, being attacked, and so on. There will be justice for each of us. It's a reminder of that. And it's not always easy to remember that. When we're in the midst of this persecution, when we're in the midst of the difficulties, it's not easy to remember that. Now it's always kind of funny when you look at the images of the martyrs and a certain period of art, you know, kind of nineteenth century into the twentieth, early twentieth century art, where the martyrs. The, I mean, this is this is the porcelain doll era of the of the saints art. You've seen them where they got you know the the rosy cheeks and all that, and. You will see the martyr's images where the martyr is standing all pious and looking up to heaven with a smile and with their hands folded. And meanwhile, whoever's persecuting them or their instrument of torture is in the background. Martyrdom's not always like that. It's not always easy to have that, that pious humility and love for God and willing to undergo all of it while being attacked. And I would, I would venture that there are martyrs who became upset because they were being attacked, but yet they braved the attack, or they, they faced the attack bravely. They took on the attack and took on martyrdom. And when we're being persecuted, when we're being treated poorly, when there's fault that false witness being bear, born against us, it's easy for us to become upset, to become frustrated, to to yell and scream at the heavens, if you will, because of it. But it's also easy for us to just want to say, you know what, I give up. I quit. I fall away. I'm going I'm I'm to fall away. I'm going to be quiet if someone is attacking me for what I've said. I'm going to stop doing things that, that cause people to become upset with me. We can, become, we can have a hardened heart where we become jaded and distrustful of those around us. We can go on the attack against those who are attacking us. And all that is missing sight of the divine justice. Because we might not see justice in this life. We might not see those who persecute us, who attack us. You know, when you look around the world where Christians are being persecuted just for being Christian. Where priests and religious and even lay people are being attacked by people of other religions and other groups. It might be easy to say, but they're not seeing justice. Um, Think of one country where the president of that country said, oh, the terrorist group you've been talking about for the last 10 years, that's a fiction. Deny the existence of this terrorist group in Nigeria. don't Don't see divine, we don't see justice in this life a lot of times. And even those who attack us, those who hurt us, those who seek to tear us down, They may even see rewards in this life. They may be, oh, praise, oh yes, yes, you're so brave to stand against this person. You're you're such a wonderful person. You get honor and praise for persecution, for for persecuting and attacking others. But we need to remember that we will see divine justice in the next. And if there's not repentance on their part, let's just say our Lord won't be happy to see them they will not be rewarded with the kingdom of heaven. And if for those who are doing that, that needs to be something to be reminded of always, that you will face justice from our Lord. Because all of us will face justice from our Lord. And of course, I think we have come to the point of seeing justice as a negative. But of course, justice can also be a positive. It can be reparation. It can be repairing What has been taken from you? It can be restoring. It can be lifting up. And so we need to remember this divine justice. And it is a warning for us that we don't fall to that temptation to respond in kind when we are being attacked, when we are being treated poorly. It's a challenge for us to not join in on that or to fall away from our Lord at those moments. May we truly hear this beautiful message of both hope and warning from the Beatitudes and to seek to live humbly so that we may be blessed as our Lord says we will be blessed.